And now, back to the Johnny B Show. DJ Flacco. Welcome back. Welcome back to Johnny B Show. 102.5 The Bone. It's Real Raw Radio. Every other Monday night is Mixtape Monday here on the show. Live on the wheels tonight. DJ Flacco back in the house. Also, every Monday night at 10 o'clock. We have my guy, Rhett Matthew, in from the Cannon Fire Podcast. What's up, buddy? How you doing, Johnny? Good. Time for another Bucks break. Yes, sir, it is. Be nice if we could have a happy one sometime soon, right? Yeah, I really hope so. It seems like the Bucks are getting a head start on No Win November this year. Uh, no Win November? Is that yeah. a thing? Yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> was last year. They pulled one out last week of the month. But, yeah, dude, right now, things are definitely not going the way that we would have hoped, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean... I feel I still feel gross about yesterday, only only because we we were two and three, and it was like all this hope, like if we could just go over there, beat a team that we already beat, be three and three with a bye week. Now we have two weeks of just kind of feeling good and having some positivity, going into a very winnable game in Tennessee. We could really turn the second half of the season around pretty fast, and maybe even squeeze out like a wild card berth or something, or even just a, a nine and seven season and feeling good about it. But then go out to England and look the way we did and having to wake up so early. And that's the thing that I think would have made that loss a little worse for me is if we actually did fulfill our plans to meet up at Fred's Country Kitchen. I know. I ended up going Saturday. Stuffed, I was too fat to wait for a Sunday morning. Stuffed our face with just ungodly amounts of breakfast food. I, I don't know if that would have done myself any more favors than the Buccaneers did on Sunday. No, we would have probably thrown up is what would have happened. Um, it got to one point, if you're following my Instagram, Johnny B. Tampa, by the way, um, for all you Cannon Fire podcast listeners, I um, around the midway through uh, third quarter, I just started cooking breakfast burritos in my kitchen i'm like i can't watch this i have it playing about 20 feet away i can hear if anything's happening but i was like you know what i'm not gonna let the bucks ruin brunch for me because uh you know the weekend food is a big part of my life but it's still even though i was eating delicious food i still they ruined my whole sunday it's hard. I, I try to never let the Bucks ruin my day because, you know, at the end of the day, I look at it. We're both grown men watching a game. Uh-huh. Um, but to put so much effort into this, to wake up at 9 in the morning on a day off. You look forward to it all week. Right. And I see your tweets. Like, the Saturday night, you're up super late, and they're always like, can't go to sleep because it's game day. Yeah. And I've got I, a weekly edition of I those. Know. Yeah. And part of me is like, nerd. And then the second part of me is like, wait, I'm up reading his tweet. I'm going through the same thing he is. Yeah. So I feel you. Uh, I didn't go to bed till like 5 o'clock on Sunday because I was up all Saturday night. I had a comedy show Saturday night that I popped in on. Uh, was out having a good time with friends. By the time I got home, I started watching things on my DVR. And I didn't get to bed till 5 me. To wake up for that. Me and my boy Brad went out to the uh, UFC fight night the night before. Oh, did you? Yeah, man. That was nice. actually a really, really good time. We had some cool seats. But um, stayed up pretty late. Went to get uh, went to bed around like 2.30. So a little later than you should have. But definitely not 5. So sorry you had to get yourself up for that. Like it really ru- get yourself it, up. It literally 
affected me the entire day. I was I went to Hollow Scream last night. And several hours after the game, and I was still in a bad mood. I still wanted to punch monsters in the face that walked by me because I just, I, I, I just, I was so embarrassed to have an international audience. You know, you're over in a, representing Tampa Bay, and it's just embarrassing. Every time we go to England, we look like trash. But then again, every time we go to anywhere, we look like trash. They decorated the whole town. They had double-decker Buccaneer buses driving around London. Yeah. They had the posters everywhere. They decorated the bars. And like you said, a national audience. And to embarrass yourself like that, it's pretty sad. I mean, everyone's to blame in the loss on Sunday. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, Johnny, we got to talk about Jameis Winston. Okay. So... 30 for 54, 390 yard, uh, 399 yards passing through right. the air with one touchdown. That's fine and dandy until you realize he threw five interceptions, God. fumbled the ball twice, uh-huh. and only lost it one time. But those two fumbles on back-to-back plays where he basically did the same thing both plays. Look, I, I know that I've, I've always seemed like a Jameis apologist, and I was very disappointed in how he played a lot yesterday. But you can't discount the fact this guy is playing with the middle school offensive line. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. This- it pisses me off so bad to watch how bad. This guy never had a pocket yesterday. Never. He was in Hanes sweatpants. No pocket. No pocket at all. Every time he hiked the ball, he couldn't throw a goddamn wide receiver screen. As soon as he hiked the ball, he's getting hit in the face. Literally hit in the face, and Jameis will never get a 15-yard penalty when he gets punched in the face. I don't know why. First time ever on Sunday, I actually saw a defense playing against the Bucks get a flag for hitting Jameis Winston in the face, even though it was technically a face mask. I must have been cooking a burrito during that one because oh, yeah, I never one. see it. There was one. Oh, okay. And they missed like six or seven others. So here's the thing. Like, do you play Madden? Uh, yeah. I play Madden. It kind of sucks now, okay. man. Uh, it's okay, but if you're ever playing like, I don't know, some some kid that's on the Madden spectrum that's uh, beating you by 40 in the second quarter, you just start slinging the ball all over the field. Right. So when Jameis gets down to the point where you can't run the ball, you can't have play action because we're getting our ass kicked so bad, he doesn't have any time to throw. At a certain point, you just start slinging the ball willy-nilly, and that's how a lot of that happens. One interception was from his hand getting hit while he was being completely raped again. Yes. Uh, another interception was uh, on fourth and ten because he was getting sacked and he just had to get rid of the ball. And the other one was at the end of the game, basically almost a Hail Mary to Mike Evans in the end zone. So, I mean, three but, of those were kind of excusable. But the other two, and the fact that we've got they to were say, bad. And the fact that we've got to say, let's excuse these three interceptions right. I know. focus on these two. The other two were pretty bad. And, uh, it, you know, after week one, I said I'm done defending Jameis Winston, and I am. I like the guy. I really want him to do well, Johnny. Right. But there's no defending the performance on Sunday, and if you want me honest, he's got two more games like that as a Buccaneer before he's out of here. Wow. Can they dismiss him like that? This is from someone who doesn't know anything about the game. Well, here, here's the issue. They can not play him, I suppose. He's a number one overall pick. Number one overall picks are going to get every opportunity to succeed, even five years down the line. Marcus Mariota, who went second in the draft, behind Jameis, just got benched for performance for the first time ever today. They announced that he won't be starting for the Tennessee Titans, uh, starting Ryan Tannehill, who used to play for the Dolphins. Uh, so they're going to give him every opportunity to succeed. You don't want to give up on the number one overall pick because that shows failure in the organization, right. and the GM, and everything else. Wasn't he like player of the week last week? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. 
Or, or, it, yeah. And that's the thing about Jameis Winston that can be so infuriating on it is that he's so up and down. Streaky he'll play out. like an all-star for a month straight, and then he'll have a game where he throws five interceptions and fumbles the ball twice. And a lot of it's decision-making, and kind of like Johnny said, he didn't have a line. So this dude's running for his life, but at the same time, you got to stop making certain rookie mistakes. And in his case, you just got to choose to throw it away sometimes. It gets to the point, and if you look at quarter- What does choose to throw it away mean? Uh, throw it out of bounds instead of throwing an interception or taking a sack. You kind of you, you don't get any yards, but you don't lose any yards, and you don't it. turn the ball over. It's a safe bet. Yeah. Yesterday, we had more turnovers than uh, you know, Alessi's Bakery, if you know what I'm saying. Come on, <laughs> fat joke. Anyway, um- uh, Shout out. I was laughing. You're you were like so proud of yourself for that one. It was a shout out to Alessi's. I, I always try to get free food from them. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> I know I'm fat. Hey, that's a big that's a big money deal if Jameis can snag down a sponsorship on one for of those turnovers, bakeries, bro. <laughs> for Arby's turnovers, oh, it's great. Yeah, we got the meat and the turnovers, and Jameis pops on the screen. Bing right. bong. <laughs> Look into that, Jameis. Get your get your team on it. Yeah, here's the thing with Jameis. I think. I don't, I, I'm not going to call him stupid because that's what people just say about him. But I think he gets the deer in the headline, headlights look way too much when things aren't going well. I think he is mentally weak when it comes to pressure sometimes. Like when he has a pocket, when things are going well, when the defense is playing lights out, he looks like one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. But when things are going poorly, things go way, way south for Jameis really, really fast. I, I agree with you 100%. I, like, I see what you're saying. Everything seems like it has to go right in order for Jameis Winston to succeed. And when, mm-hmm. he, can see, when he can succeed, he does great things. But under pressure, we've never really seen that big moment where he leads the team from right. behind all heroic-like and they yeah. win the game in the last two minutes. And that's what the greats do. That's what number one picks are supposed to do. Um, my dad used to have this poem hanging up uh, when I was a kid uh, in our bathroom. But it was just one of those things. And it was like it's like one of these simple little poems he probably bought at a flea market. But it really resonated with me. Like, And I, and I think about it. With, with guys like Jameis Winston, but the poem is, and I memorized it, obviously. I grew up looking at it. It is, um, and I can't think of the, the the author, but very simple. It says, it's easy enough to be pleasant when life goes by like a song, but the man worthwhile is a man with a smile when everything goes dead wrong. And it just means it, it's a real test of your fortitude and what kind of man you are when everything is going poorly and then you shine, right? And that's what I can't see Jameis do. And that was hung up in the bathroom? Hell yeah. You know, maybe my dad has the same kind of bowel problems I do. I don't know. It's a real testament of a man, Johnny. <laughs> Thank you. My, dad, my dad's a retired college professor. Very brilliant man. Engineering. Very beautiful mind. All right, I probably shouldn't have brought that story up, but it just reminds me. That poem reminds me of Jameis Winston. Damn it. You know, I would like you said, I would love to see him down by 20, uh, you know, Seven or eight sacks in, three interceptions, and then come back in the fourth quarter and win the game. So what yeah. what are they going to do with him? Because it's the final year of his contract. Yep. Do you draft a quarterback next year? If, if he just stinks it up the rest of the season or does okay, yes. moderately well, do you franchise him for 2020? Do you draft a quarterback and bring in some competition? I, I think, kind of like what I said earlier, I believe he's got two more games like this as a buck if he wants to stick around. If he can play two more games like that tops the rest of the year and be serviceable throughout, they're going to franchise tag him, maybe draft a quarterback late to give him some competition, something to worry about. 
Um, but if he just stinks the rest of the year, then they're probably going to draft a quarterback. I think if we lose the next three games, we go double tank for for Trevor. Uh, we we try to outdo the Dolphins, see if they can accidentally uh, win Dolphins three games. Dolphins are really bad, man. Oh, man you saw what they did it. yesterday. They went for two to try to That's get the fine. win in the fourth let them quarter. Get, let them get Tua this year. We tank, grab the best offensive lineman, right? Two of them. And then we tank one more year, and we get Trevor Lawrence, and then uh, we win the Super Bowl in 2022. Let's go. It's hard for me to support a team to tank. I really don't want to say kidding. that that's the thing. But the game on Sunday in London, don't want to get sidetracked because there's two more guys that Thank I'm you. really pissed off at. One is Vernon Hargraves the third. Come on, I'm done with him, man. I mean, I, I don't understand why the Buccaneers coaching staff hasn't uh, – and I'm, maybe they have. You know, I'm not in the building for a reason. Um but you have to consider moving him inside, dude. Because they did it. They did it last up. year, and he looked great, and then he got hurt. Exactly. He, he's getting beat up on the outside every single week by receivers. You know, can, is there just nobody else on the team that can play the outside corners? Is I, I that mean, the problem? The guy that everyone brings up to throw in there is Jamel Dean. He's a younger guy. He's, uh, it, you know, how much at this point? I Why get, not? I get, yeah. I we get got Ryan Smith back. Not. I'd rather throw Ryan Smith in there right now. Right. Hargraves is he's starting to give a cushion. For no reason. Uh, yesterday, he slid and fell on his ass uh, and looked like a moron in front of everybody yeah, when he had it, Christian McCaffrey coming at him. It was every single play that he was slipping and falling over. I don't understand what the I don't know. Was. You're a millionaire. Buy some good cleats. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not falling down, and I'm morbidly obese and middle class. Why are you falling down at work, dum-dum? It doesn't make sense. You know who's not falling down? Everybody else. And right now, if I'm the Bucks, and I'm not, but if I was, and I know they have to be thinking about this, this morning I saw a report, Patrick Peterson on the trading block for the Arizona Cardinals. We have two weeks to get him acclimated to the system. He knows Bowles. He knows Arians. He played for both of them. He doesn't want to play in Arizona. Everybody wants to live in Florida. I mean, what are you talking about? We have no income tax. There's every reason to live here. Go out and get him. Find a way to get Patrick Peterson in here. You know what? The hell with it. Get him and Jalen Ramsey in here. I don't care if Jalen Ramsey's a dick. He knows how to intercept balls and cover people. Uh, do we have something. the cap room for that? Make it. You can make cap room. Could Every time you? I hear cap problems, they don't know how to get creative with the cap. The cap is an illusion. Go out and make the room. You can make it work. I don't care. Super Bowl teams make it work every year. We can make it work. I don't know, man. I, I remember the way that people reacted when Gerald McCoy showed up to practice in a kimono and did his whole big theatric thing. Could you imagine how Bucks fans reacted when Jalen Ramsey rolls up to training camp in a bank truck like he did in Jacksonville this year? <laughs> yeah. I don't want a guy like that on my football team. I don't want Johnny. him on my team either, but I also don't want people uh, sliding in the, in the home plate feet first when he's supposed to be tackling somebody. I'm so frustrated with our secondary right now. We're the number one team against the run, hands down. You cannot run on our defense. Oh, the the defensive line and linebackers were great. That was the only bright spot of the game on Sunday. Yeah. But doesn't every, mean a damn thing when you've got toddlers playing in your secondary. That's what I'm saying. Every quarterback looks like Joe Montana in his heyday, and that's what they do. These offensive coordinators for the other teams, they're laughing at us. They're like, fine, shut our running back down. We're going to throw over the middle to guys that undrafted third-string receivers are going to look like Jerry Rice on you for the entire second and third quarter, idiot, because we can't cover anybody.
There's one more guy on the Bucks roster that I want to go over who really just let me down on Sunday. You might know who I'm alluding to. I think I think it's the same person, yep. He plays on special teams, number 85, Bobo Wilson Jr. Bobo. I'm done with him, too! Why is this man still returning punts? He's why Bobo is, is No, hell. why is this man on an NFL roster? He has been a non-factor in the punt return game for the whole season, and the only effect that he had on Sunday lost us the football game. You know who can return punts better than him? Everybody. You with Every- your patella issue? Me, right now. Put me out there. I could probably catch a punt, feel the punt better than he can. And it would at least be entertaining, right? If we're going to turn the goddamn ball over, let a 340-pound fat comedian do it, right? Play the Benny Hill music as I'm falling on my ass. At least then the Bucks fans can laugh instead of cry for one play. Bobo Wilson, his name should be Doo-Doo Wilson because that's what I feel like every time he gets on the field. Doo-Doo. You know, TJ Logan, the other returner that we have for kickoffs, we brought him in. He's kind of a question he mark as well. He sucks, too. He sucks, too, but he can at least catch a punt, Johnny. He's good on tackling on special teams. He's all right. Yeah. He's all right. Special teams, I'll say this. Ryan Smith had a hell of a day in London. I mean, it, it doesn't mean anything because we still did lose by two possessions, but it, Ryan Smith coming back really shows how much we missed on that special He's teams always been a standout on special teams, and I'm, I'm okay with him being on the team just for special teams. Uh, but but Bubba Wilson, I remember on Hard Knocks when he was like kind of a douche on Hard Knocks. Uh, but then again, you put a camera in front of a lot of people and they turn that way. Uh, I'm just done. I'm done with these these uh, marginal players, these uh, these bridge players, whatever you want to call them. Just you're either a blue chipper or you're not on an NFL team. It doesn't make sense to me. There's only what 53 people on a roster. Everybody that's on a roster should be the best football player from their hometown. They should be one of the best players at the college they went to. If it was a small college, they should have had the stadium named after them if they're playing on an NFL team. But we somehow get garbage. You know, and it's funny because we're six weeks into the season. I don't want to start to question Bruce Arians. He's done some questionable things this season so far, but I feel like we're lacking that accountability factor we thought we'd see because when guys like Bobo Wilson have a chance to muff the punt not only one time, but two times in a row. By the way, Anna, muff the punt means you you messed it up. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, you know what she's thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get it, Tom. I'm sorry. Go ahead. After he muffed that second punt and lost <laughs> us the game... His ass should have been out of the game. No, why? And I, we, know. It, 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 I mean, I don't know why that hasn't been seen. Man, I'm, I, we're going into the bye week. Let me collect my thoughts here. I'm glad right. that we're going into the bye week, so I have what, to believe. What, what do you want to see different about the Bucks when they come back? Because I have a couple things. First things first, I want to stop seeing Bucks beating Bucks. Okay. We had one instance. We tried to punt the ball three separate times, and we couldn't do it. Because we got a false start penalty, moved us back five yards, got another false start mm-hmm. penalty, moved us back five more one yards. One more penalty, and, and we were we on. we had the audacity yeah. to get one more false start penalty. You know, it would have been less embarrassing if Bruce Arians walked over to Ron Rivera and was like, hey, buddy, here's 15 free yards. Yeah. Or how about we're trying to – we didn't, we never got to visit London Bridge, so we're trying to go far enough back to where we kick it from the bridge. That Wouldn't that be cool if we could do that? Right. Yeah. Here's what I want to see. I want to see Bruce Arians take over a little bit more. I think he delegates way too much now. I think he he's trying to let all of his coaches shine. He's letting Byron Leftwich do a lot. By the way, live mixing right now. Mixtape Monday in the background, in case you're wondering what the hell is happening out there on the Can of Fire podcast. Every other Monday on the Johnny B Show is Mixtape Monday. DJ Flacco. 
I want to see Bruce take over a little bit. Yeah. I want old Bruce Arians. I want 2015 Bruce Arians because he's got to feel like it's spiraling a little bit. You know, he's going to want to try to rein it in, I hope, in this next two weeks. I'm not saying snatch the playbook from Byron Leftwich, but maybe hold his hand a little bit. I'm not saying Byron Leftwich is doing a bad job, but I feel like if he's the driver of this team, I'd like to see him behind a wheel a little bit more. Yeah. Because I think that's what's going to uh, make him more accountable. And I think it's going to probably wake the team up a little bit more, too. And a scary thing to think about with Bruce Arians, this guy's not getting any younger. He just turned 67 years old. The way that I look at it, he was brought here for Jason Light because he's, you know, personal friends. He kind of owed him one, and he was brought here to fix Jameis Winston. Well, if the Bucs decide to move on from Jameis Winston this offseason, it kind of leaves us in limbo with Bruce Arians, a guy who was just retired two years ago. But if you draft a guy this year, then Bruce Arians could have his guy and work with Maybe. A, a new a new kid. For what, two more years? Yeah. Yeah, he might not want a project uh, that big. He might just walk away. He might just say, you know what, I thought I wanted to coach again, and now I'm I'm just ready to retire. It's I not just, worth the sunburns in December every yeah. year. I mean, he's already riding around a cart and stuff. Uh, you know, I'm not dogging a guy. Hell, I wish I would have done that at Bush Gardens yesterday. My back's jacked up from walking around for five hours. But I don't know. I just, like I said, I, I need I need 100% Bruce Arians. That's what I would like to see because I think he is one of the best coaches and statistically third best winning, you know, most winning coach in the NFL. Yeah. I don't think we're getting 100% Bruce Arians. I think he's delegating too much. I also want to see some accountability with that offensive line and the coaching of the offensive line because you're talking about inconsistencies. Like they look like one of the best lines against the Rams, who have a stellar front four. Who are also 3-3 three and three now, so uh, do with that what you will. And then the next two games, we're the worst offensive line in the league. I just don't get it. I don't understand. This last week in London, you go without Alex Kappa and DeMar Dotson. That hurts you. As much as DeMar Dotson has looked like old Yeller before he got shot, it, it hurts you to not have those guys. Um, but, yeah, you you've got to have some accountability because with guys like Ryan Jensen, Ali Marpet, and Donovan Smith to an extent right. playing good football, if they're not all on the same page, you get what you had against New Orleans and you get what you had in London. And that's just a terrible unit who cannot protect the quarterback. You know what I'm real happy about is the bye week so we don't have to predict a winner this week. Another um, stress-free Sunday. Do we have the results from last week, uh, Will? We have those pulled up because I, I think it was the first time I actually picked against the Bucks, and I was right. Not to toot my own horn, but I just I'm losing confidence in this team. I'm 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 losing give an F. You know what I mean? Like I'm mad, but at the same time, I'm just uh, I feel like I'm in a bad marriage. I feel like I'm in an abusive marriage. I feel like, and I've been in one, so I'm getting that same kind of vibe. Uh, I don't feel like the the Bucks are going to ruin my taxes, right? And uh, talk smack about me at my old job. I just feel like I want to quit them sometimes, but I can't. I feel like Brokeback Mountain. I wish I knew how to quit them, but I can't. I'm in a tent with them, and I'm here to stay. Mm-hmm. I just, I want to be proud of them. I want to, I want to feel good. Doesn't this take the pressure off a little bit? Because now, looking into it, you're just like, okay, just don't lose so bad. You know? No, no, I want to win. I don't. That's what that Bucks dream fans, is over. No, Bucks fans have been doing this forever. Where we go, hey man, we played hard this game. Hey, we we tried. We almost won. I remember being at a game. When you were probably not born, Rhett, this was uh, our 
barely born. This is in, uh, in the mid, 40s. mid-90s. Shut up! We were playing the Joe Montana 49ers. And we were winning. The 49ers drove down. We, I believe we were winning 16 to 10. Joe Montana drove down, did a naked bootleg, and walked into the end zone to beat us. And I remember walking out in the parking lot and saying, I'll take that, man. We had the, we had the Dynasty 49ers beat until the last second. I'm pretty happy with it. How sad is that? I was happy with a loss. And that's I, I'm tired of it. I want wins. Wins over everything, right, Rhett? Yeah. I mean, we're tired of being bad, Johnny. Everyone's tired of being bad. And when you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, there comes a point where you have to settle for the realization that we're going to be bad for a little bit longer. And yeah. I mean, it's not okay by any means. It's hard to sit here and accept that fact because I feel terrible when I go out of town and I rep my team and other people look and they kind of giggle, yeah. you know, because they're like, wow, I didn't know those kind of people existed. Um, it sucks. It's yeah. terrible, especially because of the hype that we had this offseason coming into the year. But what can you do? They got 10 more football games to figure it out. We'll see what happens. Let's go to Tom. Tom, what's up? Hey, J- uh, Jamie. uh I I listen to the box and uh, usually on the radio, uh, Gene Deckerhoff is like uh, Bob Euchre to me. Fire the cannons! And, Sorry, <laughs> I love him, but you know, okay, he messes up. It's funny. Well, he's old. Anyway. Yeah. You also, I mean, you also got to forgive the guy this week. He went straight from a college football game, jumped on a plane, and went to London. And he's 114 yeah. years old. A lot of yeah. people don't know that about him. Okay, he messes up. Whatever. I love the guy. Okay. Um, I'm a Cowboy fan, and I hate uh, Jason Garrett. Yeah. Same thing. I feel your pain, man. Uh, they should be better. Okay, they won three crappy hey, games. Hey, Tom, Tom, real fast. Have you had anything to drink tonight, pal? Of course. Hell yeah. The Cowboys got beat by the Jets, and he's been hammered since. <laughs> Hello. Oh yeah. At least the Bucks got beat by a good team. I know yeah, it's yeah. got to really suck today for you. I'm just saying. I, I think Jason Garrett's got to go, dude. All right. This isn't the. I'm sorry, man. We're doing our our Cowboys show tomorrow night. Uh, anyway, later, Tom. All right, bye. I can't do it. I'm. Sorry. I tried. It happens. Thanks for listening, Tom. Old drunk ass. I wonder if he's calling from Texas. I wonder if he stumbled upon us on, like, uh, iHeartRadio or something or uh, one of the apps. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, Rhett Matthew, tell everybody how they can find your podcast and find you on social media. Yes, sir. So the podcast, you can follow us, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's all Cannon Fire Podcast. Just search it and you'll find us. And then you can follow my personal things. Yes. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at Redicus. Follow me and I'll follow you back. There you go. Uh, the Cannon Fire Podcast, I believe, two podcast dropped a week yep two podcasts dropped a week and then a brand new bucks break every single tuesday there you go so find it on all the platforms uh best of the bay number one podcast in tampa bay so tell everybody i listen to the best podcast it's crazy all right we got to take a break we come back from this here break ladies and gentlemen boys and girls it is already time anna time for what what the hell news believe that i do uh what the hell news uh we are going to uh we're going to tell you the first rule in Fight Club, Anna. Do you know what that is? I can't remember. Uh, the first rule in Fight Club is you have to be able to remember the first rule of Fight Club. Oh, right, right. Tell you what that's about when we come back. Don't go anywhere. It's the Johnny B Show. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.